Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. I was drinking soda. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why is it taking him two seconds to response? Oh, he's probably have something in his mouth. Hey, do you want to hear something very, very funny? What? Uh... So, Norway lost 3-0 in football against Romania without even touching the ball. Okay. How is that possible? That is actually true, and how is that possible? They'd have to just be really, really bad where the other team was dribbling around them just constantly, (laughs) I guess. They never, never, ever touched the ball, either team. (laughs) <laughs> either team didn't touch the ball so okay so th- there is this corona thing going on i don't know if you heard about this no no it's new to me okay yeah okay so uh there was a match between uh, romania and norway that was going to be placed in norway in oslo on uh, um, um now we having the highest spike we have ever had in 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 Norway, so they cancelled the football football match, but because we cancelled it too late, Romania wins because we for forfeit the game and then they automatically win three 0 It's just like in the rules of the yeah, league yeah. or something. I guess that makes sense. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we lose 3 0 without anybody playing a fucking. Why <laughs> three? Match. Why not? If Why would the rule be three? That doesn't make sense to me. Why I, I not don't know. But... One point. And three points? Why three points? It, it seems. Right. Just arbitrary so, and ridiculous. Like, there's no real reasoning behind it. I, I know. I I um, I I did recognize it because I play some FIFA on my PlayStation. Okay. If I forfeit a game in the middle of the game, I will automatically also lose three now. Right. So I mean, so it's part I of the do... rules, but that right. doesn't make it make sense. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> so that is how Norway lost three now. Against Romania without anybody touching the f- fucking football. That is uh, one of the most insane and maybe most... My guess stuff. is it has something to do with the overall uh, scoring system of the league. Where it, sure. if, if a game is 3-0 as opposed to 1-0, they're going to get more points in the overall standings, if that makes sense. As right, opposed to if it was a game that was sure. 1-0. Yeah. But I don't know how their tournament standings, like how that's all, the brackets are all set up or whatever. So maybe that has to do with it. Maybe. 
let's go into real news. I just found that very, very funny. Kevin uh, Conway and Donald Trump said they won by a landslide uh, with 306 electoral college votes in 2016. Guess what? It's uh, now 2020, and Biden won with 306, and now they are crying fall because nobody can lose, especially not Donald Trump. Uh, President-elect Joe Biden on Saturday secured 306 electoral college votes, the same amount that propelled Trump to the presidency four years ago, but this time Trump has not acknowledged the number, instead pushed the downright false allegations of widespread voter fraud. Uh, Business Insider, in partnership with Decision Desk HQ, called the race for Biden Friday, November 6th, after projecting he would win Pennsylvania. More than a week has gone by, but Trump has not yet conceded the election. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think he will ever concede, but that's me personally. They just put a new lawsuit in today in Michigan or Wisconsin, one or the other. I don't remember which one it was, but I just saw there's a new lawsuit going out. Um, But a lot of the lawsuits that we talked about last week have already failed. Uh, We didn't have the the full numbers of, like, Biden getting 306 electoral. We didn't have those numbers last week, so I figured it would be good to put those in this week. And, I mean, a lot has happened in the election in the last week as far as um, Trump uh, and his supporters. And uh, Trump coming out and tweeting, actually, I don't know if you saw this, uh, tweeting that he, uh, he hadn't lost the election. Uh, saying I, right. I I won the election. I won. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Uh, so they're still on the path of like, oh, we won, just like we sh- showed last week with Pompeo saying, uh, it's going to be a second Trump term. They're just uh, living in denial, I guess. It's a little like when 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 your parents tell you you they are going getting divorced and go you go to your, your room and you put your uh like fingers in the air and you go go like la 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 i didn't hear that la 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 <laughs> except this was thousands of little kids doing that because million maga march <laughs> thousands of pro trump pro- protesters rally in washington dc thousands of supporters yeah, of Donald Trump turned out in Washington, D.C. to back his unsubstantiated claims of voter fraud. From It, mu- it must be over a million because it was a million mega march. So well, I mean, that, over the, million. you know what the million man march is, right? <laughs> I, 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 right. Know. I don't think there was I, ever a million people at the million no. man march either. So I've heard people oh. make fun of this for that, and I'm like, I don't think you can do that when... Every march that's been called the million something <laughs> march has never actually had a million people at it. Um, True, but 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 I have to say, in all of the million marches I have seen, this is the less people I have seen in the million march. I really didn't. I I saw a few different photos. I I couldn't compare or contrast to be honest. Uh, sure. The flag carrying demonstrators were joined by members of the far right groups, including Proud Boys wearing helmets and bulletproof Aye. vests. The largely peaceful demonstration saw some violence later in the evening as Trump supporters and counter-protesters clashed in skirmishes. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, won the November election. 
on Friday, he solidified his victory. So, our favorite group. Right. It says Trump has okay, refused to concede. This this has launched a flurry of legal uh, challenges in key states, and this is why these people are rallying. Uh, it says they kicked off the demonstrations about noon on Saturday. Uh, mainstream Trump supporters, members of the far right, Proud Boys, and Oath Keepers militia groups were among the marchers. Uh, conspiracy theorist Alex Jones addressed the crowd in Washington D.C. Oh, I did see a video of this, by the way. Of what, Alex uh, Jones? Of, of of Alex Jones, yeah. I did not. Uh, <laughs> he's very he's very Alex Jones. <laughs> I just saw a video of one of the Proud Boys stabbing a guy. That's the video I saw. So. Oh. Yay! Yeah, they seem to kind of just like skip over that part in the article that they stabbed a guy. <laughs> yeah, with they ran up to him in the, in the crowd and just straight up stabbed the dude. I mean, it feels like the 2016 uh, uh, election uh, still in 2020. So I mean, I I I. What like do you I mean by that? I mean, what I mean by that, I mean, like, we are, aren't over the nightmare before <laughs> this president goes actually off, out of the fucking office. I'm, nev I'm never, ever going to believe that Trump is not the president of the United States before he actually goes out of the office and somebody else is there. I'm so confused as to what you're saying right now. <laughs> uh, what I mean is... It's the 16th of January, the new president is going to be sweared in, right? Okay. I'm not going to believe that we have a new president before that happens, because he's never ever going to concede. Conceding doesn't mean anything, it's not a real, it's just, uh, it's not like a legal, conceding is not a legal thing. I, I understand right. That, it's but, just like a tradition he, that people do. Right. If he doesn't concede, it doesn't mean that he's still the president, if that's what you're suggesting. <laughs> no, I'm not suggesting that, but uh, let's say he still have, have like, uh, a lot of lawsuits around the 16th of January. Like, uh, I read that Biden, ha uh, the reason why he can't claim himself as a victory is because there's one state department or something that has to like say that he won so he can get the briefings and things like that like if we have a president elect that is not getting his daily brief briefings for overtaking the White House because the guy that is inside of the White House doesn't believe that he's lost I see that as a big fucking problem. Uh, maybe in a few, like maybe in a month that would be a problem. Right now, I don't see that as a problem. Really? No. They're what? still contesting the election. Yeah, it's only been two weeks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, it feels like six. Anyway, everybody wants to make such a big deal out of everything, but it like uh, these kind of things behind the scenes we're seeing a lot more now but these things have happened every time we have a presidential election it's just we see it, we're seeing them now because the media is pushing them in our face because they want to say trump needs to get out of there as soon as possible but 
The, me oh, yeah, the media has been saying that since 2016 that Trump needs to get out as soon as possible. This is not new. To me, I'm like, this is just more over-exaggerated stuff that isn't really... It, it's not really a big deal. It's only a big deal if you want to get ratings for your TV network. Right. I really, really remember all the lawsuits we had in 2000 and... Uh, 16 when Obama won. Oh, wait, we didn't have any lawsuits when Obama won? I mean, before 2016, I mean. Uh, I like, it, I, you you I, can say that. Uh, to, to a certain degree, we have. I mean. I'm not really Bush sure what won. you're talking about. <laughs> Again. I mean, when, when, when Bush won, there was a little lawsuit in Florida that we all, all know about. <sighs> There but are always lawsuits. <laughs> Every time, the last bunch of elections, even when you didn't hear about them, there are still small lawsuits uh, from either both sides uh, contesting different sure. states. We're just hearing a lot about it now. That's the only sure, difference, but how, right? But how many days did it take from uh, uh, Trump won the election to Obama came out? and invited him to the White House to get him his briefings. It didn't take two fucking weeks. Uh, yeah, but it wasn't as close of an election either. That's true. Like, we're still <laughs> looking at Georgia <laughs> and the recount completely... Uh, sure. The recount in Georgia is still happening. We don't even know the, who's got control of the Senate still, so... That is true. That right. is true. I didn't think about that. Yeah, I'm just saying, I think but, a lot of people are making this out to be, like, it's got to be rushed, we got to do it, but it's, you know, there's a process, and we got to wait, I think Biden knows there's a process, but just yesterday, Biden even came out and said he has no interest in prosecuting Trump once he's in office. Right. For all those people who were like, oh, as soon as we get Trump out of office, we can prosecute him for all the horrible crimes he did. That's not how that works. Uh, just look into the past yeah, of no. George Bush bombing Iraq, which is literally a war crime. Did he ever go to jail or get in trouble at all whatsoever? No, Trump is not going to get in trouble after this. And I mean, Trump had a slogan with lock her up, lock her up. Did he lock Hillary Clinton up? No. Right, I mean, that's a little different. She wasn't ever president. Um, but, sure, but so... Uh, Trump, I, I, a lot of people are, oh, we're, we're going to get him on those Russian things. If they're going to get him on anything, it's going to be business-related uh, things surrounding oh, yeah. his own, oh, his personal business and his family's business dealings surrounding, uh, surrounding his White House uh, tenure. But I don't think at any point he's going to get in trouble for any of the things that have been floating around for the last five years, the Russia thing or the... Ukraine nope. thing or any any of those other nope. things. It's probably going to be, like I've said, for years and years now, he's going to get into trouble for some type of money laundering uh, involving one of his companies or buildings. That's what I've been saying for five years. I'm still going to say it this week. And I am still going to agree with you. Hey, uh, being around the president is, uh, I'm sure that's one of the most safest uh, uh, work environment you can ever have. I mean... Uh, healthcare there there has to be super charged. I mean, if you you are a secret service officer uh, around the president, you can't be sick. 
you would think that would be kind of like a priority, but it says here yeah, more than 130 ser ser Secret Service officers have been quarantined or isolated because of COVID-19. <laughs> the Post wrote that the agents, the Washington Post, wrote that the agents who are quarantined or isolating are either, all either have coronavirus or have been in contact with somebody who has tested positive. Uh, mm -hmm. The story cites three pe people familiar with the staffing of, of the organization. Worries that the Secret Service agents protecting Donald Trump could have COVID-19 could have COVID-19 increase the number of cases in the White House. Trump himself tested positive in October, as did the First Lady. Right. And how many of, of uh, the Secret Service staff got ill because he got was ill then? Right, the president will... came under criticism when he uh, drove in front, drove by supporters outside of Walter Reed National Military Medical Center while accompanied by Secret Service agents, if you remember that. I do remember that, And we yes. were like, that's not a good... They're in, like, a sealed <laughs> car with a guy who has coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. And now 130 of these guys who all, I'm assuming, are in contact with each other have gotten yeah. or have have either tested positive or have been in contact with somebody, which is not surprising since I'm assuming they all work no. together. Right. They have to be together because they are there to protect the president. So they have to be in the same place. Doesn't surprise me at all. It surprised me uh, that uh, it uh, is 130 people that are staffed doing this, but that's another topic. Yeah, it says uh, the outbreak is thought to be linked to Trump's final blitz of campaign rallies. Sources familiar yeah. with the agency staffing told The Post the president made five campaign stops in the last two days of the presidential campaign. And Secret Service had to be with him for every single one of those. So, Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> maybe, one, uh, maybe, maybe one or two of them was Swedish? Maybe they were Swedish. I uh, I hear that Swedish people are very good at being Secret Service agents. I, I don't think that's true, but it's possible. <laughs> because uh, Sweden limits uh, public gatherings to eight people uh, uh, when they had the Corona search. Hey, wasn't Sweden one of those countries that tried herd immunity? Uh, yeah, it says Sweden has cut its limit and it, on attendance to public gatherings to eight as its light-touch approach to the coronavirus pandemic uh, continues to be tested in a surge of new infections and hospitalizations in the country. Public gatherings have to adhere to limits of 50 to 300 people depending on the type of event. Uh, Sweden's second wave has come later than much of Europe, but new infections, hospitalizations, and daily deaths have ri risen. Uh, Sweden's light-touch approach, which is largely focused on asking rather than ordering residents to observe hygiene and dis distancing recommendations while keeping its shops, bars, and restaurants open, uh, gained an international attention. Uh, yeah, so they're going. They're saying right here, it's going to get worse. Do your duty and take responsibility to stop spreading the virus. In the spring, we saw large compliance. It was enough to have recommendations 
to get most people to keep their distance and cancel their plans. Mm -hmm. Now there is less compliance. Uh, so I think it's, you know, people are getting uh, more laissez-flair. They, people just don't care as much. They're not taking it as seriously. And so they're not uh, complying as much with these restrictions they had put in place, even though they were very small. And that's right. done enough that it started to spread the virus again. And also, of course, we there's just a massive spread happening in Europe right now, as well as the U.S. But it seems like they are trying to take a step away from the herd, herd immunity uh, thinking with this. I mean... I mean, they're doing kind of the same thing that uh, the UK did a few weeks ago because they're sure. not allowing bars and restaurants uh, to serve alcohol after 10 p.m. until the end of February, which is the first kind of when they went into their first second wave lockdown in the UK before they went into the full on lockdown. It was that they stopped uh, allowing bars and restaurants to serve uh, food, even food or alcohol past a certain time. Uh, right. If you remember that. Uh, mm. So this could just be the first kind of lockdown, small lockdown. Uh, and if it gets worse, I'm assuming that they, it could get into an even tighter lockdown there. Yeah, in Norway, it's it's really tight now. And uh, I don't think I will celebrate Christmas with my dad. That is how tight it is this, this year. This is interesting. It says in this article that is getting. Mm -hmm. uh, it says uh, Sweden has always denied it, its aim was to achieve a rapid herd immunity, insisting its strategy was to slow the virus enough so that health services could cope with it. But the higher levels of, of immunity it was expecting have so far failed to materialize, like you said. Right, right, because it was a failing. Yeah, but they, stupid thing to do. But they've said they they've denied that they were ever going for he herd immunity, which I never knew until just now. So, right, they they say they don't didn't do that, but it, uh, that is totally bullshit. If you didn't do that, why did you have it so? Well, I just read that it says. <laughs> I literally just read it. It said uh, so that health services could cope with the outbreak. Right, but that makes absolutely no sense. Uh, I think they're saying if uh, there would be l less people, I guess, coming in into health services, uh, if they're not uh, testing people, is that what they're suggesting? Yes. Right. Well, I guess that's true in a way, to a degree, maybe, well, I don't know. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Hey, uh, last week uh, we did a big hoopla uh, because uh, Labour uh, kicked uh, Jeremy Corbyn out of the Labour Party. Uh, guess what? Uh, he's back. Uh, to a degree. Labour reinstates degree. Jeremy Corbyn after suspension. Jeremy Corbyn has re re reinstated to the Labour Party after a 19-day suspension in a move that was hailed by his supporters. Uh but threatened a shaky truce uh, of the members of Labour. The former Labour leader is understood to have been sanctioned with a formal warning 
by the body mm -hmm. on Tuesday, but it ruled that the, his 55-year-old membership could resume less than three weeks after he was suspended uh, for saying the party's problem with anti-Semitism had been overstated. I think he said that the party's problem with his anti-Semitism had been overstated, right? Yes, yes, that is exactly what he said. Okay, uh, the Guardian understands but. no decision had been made whether to restore Corbyn to whip the decision that would need to be made by a le labor leader, Keir Stormer. Oh yeah, like that's going to happen. It is understood <laughs> at least one labor MP told colleagues on Tuesday night they felt betrayed and con were considering their position in the party. Because he's allowed back. Uh, yeah, it, it seems like that. Like they... Um, there are people in the Labour Party who don't want the Labour Party to be progressive, right? Right. right. And they're willing to... They're willing to probably go over to the Tories if the party went too progressive because they don't, they probably um, agree with the issues more with the Tories than a progressive like Corbyn would. So they would move from Labour over to the Tories because they don't agree with uh, a Corbyn-type leadership. Yeah, they want to become centralists. That, that, that is more or less like... I see this very much centralist wave going through all of Europe. It's not only England and uh, the the US. I see it all through Europe that it's like people are becoming more and more centralist. I mean, I think it started with France, really, uh, when oh, the French yeah. election happened, and there were when there were the, yeah. there were the two candidates. It was the right-leaning guy and then there was this progressive and the progressive was blowing him out of the water if you remember that and then all of a sudden right, yeah. out of nowhere Emmanuel Macron the centrist comes up like yeah not he wasn't in the race before that point once the progressive right. started winning he moved in to take out the progressive so that the progressive yeah. wouldn't win in France uh, right. and that was really the start of this whole centric takeover of the centrist like you said kind of across the world I definitely see see that. I see that uh, uh, with Norway also has a very like centrist government that's kind of like in the middle. Which I I see that, and and I think a lot of other people see it, and, and they go, well, I, I hear a lot of people talking about how it's the far right that's taking over the governments around the world, but I see no. it as the centrists take over the governments of the no, world no. right now. It's definitely not the far right. Uh, Brexit trade deal landing zones now clear to negotiators, Ireland Prime Minister says. This is a good news in Brexit news. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a bit more delay, which not really surprising considering how sure. many times we've had this delayed, but uh, the EU negotiators and the British have finally identified the landing zones to strike a Brexit free trade deal, uh, Ireland's Prime Minister said. There's been a lot of no negotiations, a lot of engagement. I think trust has built up between both parties, both negotiating teams. I think that more important than the personalities behind the scenes in Downing Street, he said. Um, the last minute surge of optimism from Dublin comes amid reports that the European Parliament, 
Parliament could set back the key vote on Brexit uh, to just days before Britain is set to crash out of the single market on December 31st. The Guardian reports that the Parliament officials are considering holding the vote on December 28th to give both sides more time for pro prolonged negotiations. Right. I, I, I have a very strange feeling when all comes to... Uh, well, it depends uh, how good deal this economic deal is. I mean, they... The EU has always said that they are more than welcome back. Do you think somebody would be crazy enough to have a new referendum in the UK? I think it's a little late for that, don't you? I don't know. Is it? I'm pretty sure it's a little late for that. Maybe if the maybe if it wasn't Boris Johnson in the prime ministership, right. I would say okay, maybe, but. I don't see that happening with a Boris Johnson P prime minister. I guess not. Hey, were you a Hanna-Barbera fan when you were a little kid? Uh, kind of, but like not all of them. Or what was your favorite Hanna-Barbera show? Uh, uh, what's his name? The Bear, who's in... Uh, oh yeah, Yogi Bear. Yogi yeah. Bear, yeah, probably Yogi. Yeah. Yogi Bear was the best. Uh, then maybe the Flintstones. No, I think Jetsons goes after that. Yogi really? Bear, Jetsons, okay. and then maybe Flintstones. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, Central California lends hubs for Jetson-like flying cars. Really? It's what it says. Um, of all the places, it, they're going to do it in Florida. Which seems like a yes. bad idea, but okay. Amazing idea. <laughs> Put it in Florida. Nothing, well, I mean, nothing goes wrong. Very good. Right. Nothing <laughs> ever goes wrong in Florida. <laughs> Never heard of anything that went. Tell, tell me also that uh, the people that are backing this are the same people that backed up QB. <laughs> right. Uh, actually, uh, Meg Whitman. Remember? Yes. She's in. Yes. She's gonna be in Biden's uh, cam uh, campaign, or in his cabinet, not his campaign. Right. I, I can't wait for that. Yeah, you know, failed businesswoman uh, Meg Whitman she did su su such a good job with QB. So yeah, she'll do a great job can... with her, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> she's got <laughs> clearly has the insight of the future by getting into Quibi. Um, I, I don't. <laughs> I just see in four years if there's flying cars in Florida, we're gonna get a, a story about a guy who's driving over Ivanka Trump uh, yard signs in a flying car. Possibly that's my worry. Um, yeah, the nation's first regional flying hub. A flying car hub is being built in Central Florida, and once completed in five years, the vehicles will be able to take passengers from Orlando to Tampa in half an hour. The Travistock Development Corporation said it was constructing a Jetsons-like aviation facility in Orlando's Lake no Nona area. The mixed-use plant community planned community is it built. Lake Nona is already to several medical and 
oh, is home to several medical and research facilities. The aircraft will be supplied by Lilium, a Germany-based aviation company. Uh, here, here's my big question because I don't know how far it is from Orlando to Tampa. How how long does it normally take from Orlando to Tampa? I have no idea. Because okay, like they say, half an hour, and I I I could go, ooh, that's fast. But I have absolutely no idea because if it's an hour away, I'm not that impressed. If it's like six hours away, I'm very impressed. Do you see what I see? <laughs> it's like. So, so, some some sometimes it's like hard to 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 get how far it is from places to places. It looks like it's about an hour and a half, so it'd be like a third of the time or whatever. Oh, that's pretty good. <clears throat> um, I'm guessing this is only going to be rich people doing this. You know what I mean? It, right. it, at least in the beginning. Uh, it says the aircrafts at the moment, the Lilium jets can travel up to. 185 miles on a one-hour charge. They have electrical vertical takeoff and landing. Uh, I guess they're fully electrical, so that's interesting. Mm. I mean, it's not that long since we had the uh, uh, Elon Musk underground uh, train launch. So, at least it's like working on not being reliable on cars yeah you. it says they're planning on having a rideshare <laughs> component much like uber and lyft the vehicles oh, yeah the vehicles can accommodate four passengers and the pilot uh, the cost will be cons will be similar to a first class fare on a plane oh okay so i heard some rumors that trump is out and playing golf nowadays is he in Florida by any chance? Isn't that like where he usually plays golf at Mar-a-Lago? So yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe he can stay there. I, I, I think that's a very good idea. Maybe he can go and pet the monster alligator in 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 <laughs> in Florida. I've heard some uh, things about. Uh, yeah, have you seen this video, Monster Alligator in Florida? No. Okay. Uh, yeah, we got a video here, so go ahead and give me a countdown. I've already seen this, but it's kind of interesting. Okay. In three, two, one, go. Okay, it's okay. a golf course. Holy. Holy fuck, that's big. This guy on first stroll. Just some people in a golf cart, I'm guessing. Like, we're getting another another round of the shot how how, that, many, that is, how big do you think is it is one of the, that is one of the biggest alligators i have ever seen in my entire life it legit looks like a dinosaur like an yes. actual dinosaur and i mean alligators basically are just dinosaurs really true 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 yeah i don't i don't think i want to pet that <laughs> I was reading a thing that like alligators are always bigger than you think, but most people don't see them out out of the water. It's very rare to see them right. out out of the water, and when you see just their head, they don't seem that big. But when they get out of the water, they're deceptively large. And this one is actually just a monster. Yeah, it always reminds me of the St Steve Irving story that like wrestled crocodiles 
his entire life and he dies of a stupid stingray. Right. An, an animal yeah. that you can go pet in like a children's <laughs> exhibit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't die of crocodiles. No. It's a stupid stingray that kills him. Anyway. And his uh, daughter. Uh, his daughter now is out like doing, doing the same the thing same, he did. Yeah. You would think you would learn, yes. but oh. sure. And he's, she's doing it with her mom as well, so... I think she... Well, yeah, I think she... Well, I heard she's more going to take on the legacy, you know, after her mom retires or whatever. I had heard right. that somewhere right. a while ago. Uh, that, But she's really into it from what I've seen. Like, uh... Oh, yeah. Name? Bindi? I think it's her name, which Bindi, is a funny, yeah. funny Bindi. name. Uh, but it sounds very Australian. Bindi, doesn't it? <laughs> Put some shrimps on the barbie, Bindi. Uh, yeah, it does. Do you think Trump likes to barbecue? Uh, I think you've asked me this before, strangely enough. I have? Mm -hmm. uh, I think he, he would like barbecue. Uh, but uh, Trump is going to tell the truth. Do your part. This is Trump where Trump tells the truth. It's gonna be nice not to talk about election once more. Well, I could, I'm going to talk about election because we're going to elect some more senators in January, but this time, no election. I haven't talked about much this pandemic, but I'm going to do it today. Why I haven't, I don't know. Because I'm just being so depressed by it myself. It's been hard toll on everybody. I am one of those persons who still work. Yeah, I have to work security at the hospital. As long as now it's going good. But it looks like things are going to be a lot worse here in Europe. Sweden is exploding, and so is my hometown of Bergen. Remember that for those people who think it's hard to sit in quarantine, sit at home. Think about us who have to work. I don't have to work, really. I couldn't get money from the state or anything like that, but I choose to work because I think it's important and people need it. They need my services. And a lot of people think the same. My sister is a nurse. My cousin is a nurse. I got doctors and nurses as friends on top of that. They're having a hard time these days. And you can help by not making it harder. Stay at home and use a fucking mask. We don't expect much from you than use the fucking mask. If you, have, you can have a good time, you can still enjoy your life. I go every day and feel about how nervous I, edit, I, have to, I am because getting this disease, because it's not good. Yeah, somebody comes out of it, okay. But those over 240,000 people who died in the U.S., that number says another thing. The vaccine is coming, but it's not coming yet, and a lot of harm can happen into this time. This time, I know it's hard, but you know what? Hard things have been asked for from people before. Kennedy says, "Not ask what the country can do for you, but what you can do for the country." He didn't all talk about Americans. He talked about everybody. This disease kills and if more and more people don't apply and do their share more and more people gonna get 
kill. It's going to come to a situation that even the hospitals cannot take it anymore. It's going to crumble. It doesn't help if you have private or public hospitals. It's still going to crumble. Because this disease doesn't discriminate. White, black, Latino, Jew, Muslim, Christian, it don't give a fuck. It kills you. I know that we can laugh about this. You can all say that, yeah, there's a lot of people who don't die, who, who still have, 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 have the disease. Yeah, but show some respect for those people who can die of this. I have friends who can maybe not take the vaccine because allergies. Take it for them. Step up and do your fucking thing. I never thought I'm going to talk in wars. People have got sent out people from 19 years old to fight in wars. We're asking you to wear a fucking mask. There are no God to save you. The only God who can save you is called science. And scientists all over the world are working like hell right now. I saw an interview with a nurse, I think it was from Texas, and she told people still denying it when they nearly did die in their hospital. The last word, I don't believe it. What the fuck is wrong? Well, people say, oh, nobody is objective. Yes, something is objective. Science is. Science is objective. It don't give a fuck. It don't give a fuck about you. It don't give a fuck about anybody. So you can have different arguments about it. You can know why are you going to raise taxes or lower taxes or have middle presence in the Middle East or not. But when it comes to science, it is clear. Over 240,000 people is dead in the US. The number is rising in France, in Italy, in Germany, everywhere. This is no fucking big deal. It is a fucking big deal, I mean. You have to do your part and you have to do it now because this can't wait. The system can break down and it's not going to be like a long old rebel losers writing motherfuckers with weapons are going to save us. The only thing that's going to save us is that everybody takes their part. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. Thank you, Tron, for telling the truth another time. Hey, do you know that we have an email address? It's another digital citizen at gmail.com. That's another digital citizen at gmail.com. We have a podcast Twitter. It's at podcast ADC. At podcast ADC. Do you see how I almost said the wrong thing there? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, then we have... Facebook page. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. That's another digital citizen on Facebook. If you have something you want us to talk about or uh, any comments on the last show or the show that you're listening to, please feel free to write underneath this podcast that you're listening to and we will read it out loud. Next show. Do I have anything? Um, nothing in the emails. Um, I mean, people are talking on the Facebook page, but nothing underneath our last show. So, uh, cool. we're not going to talk about any of that stuff. Okay. Uh, but we are going to talk about Britney Spears, funnily enough. Oh, baby. Hit me one more time. 
The U.S. court has rejected an attempt by Britney Spears to have her father removed as the conservator of her estate, which we've talked about before in the past, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamie Spears has been her daughter's legal guardian for 12 years due to concerns about her mental health. The lawyer said the pop star was afraid of him and she would not perform so as long as he remained in the role. Her father's argued that he always acted in the best interests of his daughter. The judge said she would consider future appeals for his dismissal or outright removal. In the meantime, at the request of Mrs. Spears, financial company Besmer Trust has been appointed to co-conservator of her estate. It says here Britney Spears has not controlled her financial affairs or many of her career decisions since 2008 under a court in, under the court-enacted agreement. Uh, so yeah, she hasn't controlled, hasn't basically had control of her life since 2008 because of the mental right. breakdown, if you remember when she shaved her head and all of that. I do remember all of that. And now the court is I've saying always... she doesn't, still doesn't, all these years later, what, 12 years later, she still had, doesn't have the, apparently, I mean, what do, what does she need to do to get, get this, her dad taken off this is my question. I don't know. Yeah. Become a Scientologist? <laughs> and have the <laughs> church just the, uh, um, stalk him until he decides to, it stalk might actually him. work. Yeah. Work. <laughs> that's our. That's is our legal and very non punny answer. The Scientologist. It's so funny you mentioned that because I was going through some movies on, like it was like the new releases that you could rent. I don't remember where it, uh, it was like on Prime or YouTube or something. You know who's in right. the new? new you, you, there's a new The Secret movie from. Ooh, cool. Guess who's in it? You'll, ne- uh, you'll never guess. Uh, witness Bears. Katie Holmes. Oh, Katie Holmes. She's gone oh, yeah. from one, one cult to a whole other cult, apparently. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and she and Tom Cruise was so happy together, married. Because Tom Cruise definitely isn't gay or anything. Uh, yeah, I just think it's funny that you get out of Scientology and then end up in The Secret, which is like basically a whole different kind of cult, but just still a cult. Right. <laughs> Maybe that she's yeah. just attracted to those kind of uh, groups of people, I guess, obviously. Who knows? Uh, Luke, you have seen some TV this week. I have seen some uh, TV this week. Holy shit! I have seen a lot of TV, but I will I will talk about the best TV. I guess some some of it was shit, but the best thing I have seen this week is uh, Taiwanese. Say that ten times fast. Taiwanese uh, Netflix show called The Victims Game. Uh, this is about uh, this uh, forensic detective with an Asperger syndrome. That uh, uh, has this uh, deranged daughter that uh, uh, gets linked to uh, some murders, and he does absolutely everything to solve the case. It is one of the best things I have ever, ever seen in my entire life. I love this show. I think it's definitely 
I, I will be shocked if this is not on my top five uh, of the end of the year. Um, I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. All right, I saw Big Sky on ABC, season one, episode yes. one. Good. Me too. Uh, this show was a show. Uh, it's about <laughs> a, a small town in Montana where uh, the very opening scene is this po- police station, very small, little tiny police station at a very small town in the middle of Montana, middle of nowhere. Really tiny mm-hmm. police station and these two women get in a fight because one of them slept with the other one's ex-husband or currently divorcing husband or something like that. So we go right. into it knowing, okay, in the first five minutes, it's a drama that involves the police. And I went, oh, it's a cop drama, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But then uh, we get introduced to this other character who is like this trucker guy who turns out to be the serial killer. And obviously, even though at the end of this episode, we don't get any indication that, that what's going to happen because they don't really do a good job of cliffhangering this episode at all. Uh, but what we, I think what? is probably going to happen is these two women are going to have to work together, even though they hate each other to track down this serial killer and save these women. But you've got one very, very important element of the show. Ryan Philippi is in the show for approximately 40 minutes without spoiling anything. Right. I mean, yeah, he was. and But they, they do kind of <laughs> prominently feature him in, like, the ads for this show, even though, yes, like you said, yes. he's in it about for very short amount of time. Uh, I wouldn't yes. say 40 minutes, because and- 40 minutes is the whole episode, but yeah. Right. And not spoiling anything, I don't think he will be in episode two. Uh, yeah, I mean, you can always get those things that are, like, in TV shows, they, yeah, you can do a flashback, or you can do, like, a recreation thing where the person is, like, the ghost behind them saying, okay, look at this little thing, or look at that little, you, there's always a way to bring a character back. But yeah, overall, I think this show, it was pretty, like, average, very network TV, um, mm-hmm. nothing super special. I think maybe you liked it more than me, but I gave it a 3.5. Oh, I definitely liked it better than you, then. Uh, I gave it a 5.5. I'm, the dialogue in this was stilted, poorly uh, oh, yeah. acted, the storyline is the most basic storyline that you've seen a hundred times in multiple NCIS episodes or, you know, any other mm-hmm. type of episode where it's the law enforcement has to track down the serial killer, uh, and he's a very smart serial killer, and he's very good at what he does, but those cops, they're just a little bit smarter, Fro. You know, it's just so, like, cookie cutter, the show, that I couldn't go above a five for sure. True. I, I really liked uh, the policeman acting in this. I really liked. See that uh, that guy from the yeah. very you see the very first time you see him. They don't show his face until he's right up against right next to the car talking to the guy who's stuck in his Tesla or whatever. And yeah, then at the end it's like oh my gosh, he's actually this. But from the very be- first scene I saw him, I went oh that's yeah I know. Who- who that guy is, right? It was also very yeah. predictable. So this show, for me, I would not recommend. Fro, sounds like you're in the middle. It's like a halfway recommend, yeah. halfway not. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm definitely going to see next episode just to see. Well, I'll see the next episode, but I have a feeling I'm going to be two episodes and you're out on this because of the acting mostly and the storyline. Yeah. Uh, the best show, of course, I have seen this week. Uh, joke, joke. Uh, this is a joke. Uh, the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. It's I saw so... that this came out. Yeah. Yes, I'm so I'm I, I'm I I I can't say how 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 happy this made me. Uh, this is trash, uh, true and true, but it's Mormon trash, and we. Uh, is there something Fro loves more than Mormon trash? No. Um, I didn't think about the Mormon Mormons. angle of the show at all. Uh, I just seen the post. Oh, you didn't? No, I I just thought about all the other housewife shows, and I didn't even oh, yeah, think about I... the fact that it's in Utah. But I saw the poster, and they're all very scantily dressed, very much the same way any other uh, version of housewives the reality show right. is. Yeah. Uh, we meet one Mormon couple uh, that are Mormons. We meet some non-Mormons. Uh, uh, one Muslim girl. That's crazy. Oh, example. okay. So it's not totally uh, based around the church. Okay, all right. Right. Uh, but we meet one Mormon couple that owns a tequila company. That uh, makes sense. <laughs> And that is one of the most fun things I have ever seen in, on TV, because if you don't notice, Mormons are not allowed to drink alcohol. Hey, yeah, but it doesn't say anything about selling alcohol, apparently. <laughs> uh, but yeah. You know, they, they uh, say I, don't get high on your own supply, and those Mormons, they take it seriously. Right. <laughs> I will give me an eight, but I will give it a three. A three? Really? That low? All right. Yeah, <laughs> it's shit. Uh, new season, season two, episode one of Bob Hart's Abashula. Yeah, the, oh, this was such... Do you know what? This episode actually made me cry. The world's most difficult to Google TV show because of how it's spelled. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> right, this, this is about... A, if you haven't seen season really one, this is about Bob oh. and... He uh, has a heart attack, falls in love with the, his nurse uh, in the hospital, and over season one, they fall in love and uh, get engaged, right, at the end of season one? No. Yeah, because then in the very first se episode of season two, they're going to buy the oh, ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. So they they get together but at the end of season one, like they they're get dating. Together, but they don't get to the en engaged. Right, and then episode or season two, episode one. That's when he goes to buy the ring. Right, okay. Now, right. now okay. And um, this episode was very on point with the first season. It didn't feel different. It yes. felt no. uh, totally the same. Except I saw one difference in this at least in this episode that was different from the first season. No brother. Okay. Oh, that's right. I didn't think about that. I don't know if he's going to be in future episodes or what's going on there, but he was not in this oh. episode at all. I didn't think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, this made me cry. I am going to be completely honest. This really touched me. It was a very heartfelt episode. And I think the like sneaking around thing and... 
the 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 connection between the dad and Bob it was right. very like heartfelt. So yeah, and it's very I funny. Really it's very fu- it's very funny, very heartfelt, and also kind of educational because they're talking about yes. oh, this is the way American marriage works, as opposed to this is the way uh, what our Nigerian marriage works. Right, and they're. The two guys at work that are like, "Congratulations, Bob! <laughs> Congratulations! You're married. Yes. You didn't have to marry her, but you get to be with a Nigerian woman." <laughs> um. Hey, do you think uh, if they made Taskmaster in another country, I would watch it? Of course, I would watch Taskmaster in another country. But is it funny when I don't know the comedians? Well, I saw Taskmaster New Zealand this week because they have never made an episode of Taskmaster before. So this was from New Zealand. Uh, I know one thing about uh, New Zealand, uh, well, I know two things. I like their prime minister and their national bird is the kiwi. That is all I knew about know about New Zealand. I really like this. It isn't as funny as the British one, because I know comedians there. Uh, but it is still funny. I, I give it a 6.5. Okay, cool. Uh, okay, I saw a Netflix show from uh, The Liberator. Uh, I guess an animated war show. Did you see this? I did. Okay. Uh, it's about a group of soldiers uh, going from, what, Greece uh, into Nazi Germany? Mm-hmm. On foot. So they're traveling on foot from one pl- all the way from Greece all the way up to Nazi Germany. Uh, and if supposedly they did some big... Thing to end up stopping the war, but we don't... I guess in this episode... I've only seen two episodes, but... Uh, the first episode, right at the end, I'm like, how is this going to be a show? Because one of the main characters is like, yeah, you're discharged, you're not going to be in war anymore. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, this show is a little weird, but then he just like decides, I'm just going to go back to war now. I didn't know you could do that. You could just say, no, yeah, no. I'm actually just going to go back into the war. Thank you, though. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't like this show. Okay. I don't. I don't know if it's the animation style that brought me kind of like ugh, or that I'm tired of war. Like in. I general. was going to say it's not the jingoistic war propaganda that turned you off. It was the animation. <laughs> well, well, it's definitely. I, I, I think. I think both of them help. But definitely, no, the war propaganda stuff was, like, it was very hard to watch. The whole, I and mean, it's, I, it's, I, it's Saving Private Ryan animated version, but it's not animated yes. in, like, the normal way you think of animation. It's that, uh-huh. um, what's the, what's that movie with Keanu Reeves was in it? Uh, Darkly Dreaming yeah. something something. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and we did a, a whole fucking show, uh... Uh, with this, with uh, with uh, 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 Keith, uh, well, uh, uh, ah, don't call uh, Saul. Uh, uh, my name is Saul Guy. Do you remember that? Oh, right, right, right. Uh, right. Scanner Darkly was that the name of the movie? Scan Dark. Scan Darkly was the movie, yeah. And then we did the TV show. 
Right. Was, yeah. That was kind of the same exactly. animation style, which is it's like an yes. overlay. They do like an overlay of the actors, and then they put uh, animation over the actors actually acting. So it looks just like the real actors. It's just animated. Right. But then they do everything in front of a green screen. I'm, and so the background is all like animated separately from the acting, which I think is an interesting thing. I think the reason, one of the reasons this came out now probably is because of coronavirus. Cause this would be an right. easy show to make where you can just stick a bunch of actors who are, you haven't, you know, in a quarantine bubble, you stick them on a green screen and you don't need that many crew members. You don't need to go a bunch of filming locations. So this is actually, I think a good way to make a TV show during like a quarantine. Right. But, uh, this show, it like we said, very war propaganda y. The whole thing where he's very. like uh, sending the letter back to his wife. Uh, I don't know why I have to do this, but I have to do it for my men and my country. Man, that kind country. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, uh, very, uh, no, not my cup of tea. I, I actually just saw two shows and I'm out. Yeah, me too. Uh, I gave it a five, I gave it a 4.5. Uh, I saw another thing on Netflix. We are the champions. Did you see this? No. Oh my god, you will love this. Uh, Ryan Wilson has the voice uh, from The Office. Dwight from The Office. Okay. Uh, And it's about different things you can uh, become very good at. For example, cheese running, uh, chili eating. Uh, dog dancing, uh, frog leaping. Uh, what else was it? Uh, yeah, uh, at least that's what comes to mind. Uh, and it's very entertaining, very documentary. Uh, it's uh, showing people that are very good at dog dancing. Before uh, one of the episodes that was maybe one of my favorite episodes, at least. Uh-huh. Uh, was when we follow the Russian dance dog team. <laughs> I didn't know this was a thing, and uh, and we follow their, like their preparations for the like not a world champion but a Euro- Euro- European championship for dog dancing open class and things like that, and it is it is so fucking weird. I think maybe one of the other episodes that also was my favorite was the frog leaping contest. <laughs> and where we follow like people, two families that have been against each other in like in the war of frog leaping for years and years and years. And like they're see- they have a secret place where they put out their frogs and things like that. I really, really recommend this. I give it a uh, eight. Okay, uh, let's see. Um, what have I not? Trial four on Netflix. I think you saw this. Yeah, I did because you told me to. Oh, really? I thought you'd seen it before. Okay. No. Um, oh. Trial four. It, it's a it's a courtroom drama. Uh, Based on real events, right? Right. Uh, I don't really want to say too much about it, just because I don't want to ruin like what it's all about. Uh, it's very it well acted. That 
Yeah. It's uh, very well put together, uh, but the only thing I would kind of put a negative on this one is that it's very similar to a lot of other trial shows that Netflix has done recently, right? Yes. It's got, yeah, a, it's got a formula, and that always kind of dissuades me a little bit, but this one, the acting's really good, the kind of the... Um, the overall story is really good, uh, even though it's based on true events. Uh, so I, I gave it a seven. What about you? What do you think? I get yeah. I I I, I agree. I think it's 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 all it's very okay. It's very good acting, but it feels very formulatic. Uh, Definitely after I saw this like uh, movie, uh, the Chicago one. Chicago Seven is that called also something with the Seven? Uh, well, where I also feel like Netflix is following very much this like lawyer thing formula. I have seen it a thousand times before, but like you said, the acting saves it. It's very good acting. Right. Uh, I give it a seven and a half. Okay, cool. Uh, the last thing I think I've seen that I have on my list is, uh, or uh, uh, I want to talk about, is the Minions of Midas. This is, uh, 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 I almost said Italian, a Spanish uh, show about this guy that gets a blackmail note telling him that if he doesn't pay, uh, some random person will be killed at this time, and he will, they will continue peeing killing people <laughs> randomly if he doesn't pay. Uh, and he gets this blackmail note exactly at the same po point as the reporter is like going to break a, a story that implicates him. This is very good trailer. Very good acting. Uh, I loved every minute of it. I give it an eight and a half. All right, the last thing I saw, um, Auntie Donna's big old family uh, fortune? I think that's what it's called. Uh, okay. This is an Australian show uh, on Netflix, okay? And it's got a bunch of American actors in it as well, or at least the group. I guess it's based off of a musical group called Auntie, Don Auntie Donna. Right, which is like a okay. comedy, Australian comedy musical group, and they got a TV okay. show uh, on Netflix, and it's a sketch show based around like it's them, the three guys in this group, and they're um, they're living together in a house, they're roommates, right? But then it's all this totally absurd nonsense sketches, all based around them living together. So it's not like a sketch show where it's all these random sketches, like that kind of sketch show. Mm. It's like uh, everything's based around, oh, we, we're roommates and we're living together. But the sketches are so absolutely ridiculous, absolutely out there. Um, I, this is one of the be better... Um, absurd comedy shows this year. Definitely up there for that. I don't know if it would end up on my best, nice. but it's close. It's called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Right, that's what it was called. Um, Never heard of it. Yeah. I think the weird thing lately that I've been noticing about Netflix is everybody has a different Netflix feed, and so you'll somebody will be like, hey, have you seen this show? And I'll be like, I didn't even know that exists. 
because our Netflix don't look similar at all. I've been noticing that right. a lot more lately. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, especially this uh, like the victims game that doesn't uh, aren't on Norwegian Netflix, but is in on Finnish. Well, that's, Danish. <laughs> that's just regional <laughs> stuff. That's a little different than like the, you know, yeah. Netflix. Uh, it, if say it was two people in America and their f- home feed is going to look completely different depending on what they're watching because it's picking out of the stuff you're it thinks you want right the algorithm is so where it used to be oh uh everybody's talking about that one netflix show now everybody on their feed the top show is a different show for a lot of people (laughs) so it's a lot different than it used to be i guess is my point um but yeah auntie donna what did i i I gave it a 7.5 definitely a recommend fro if you can find it uh out there nice Definitely uh, something I want to see. Uh, It's a musical group, too, by the way, and they do a lot of comedy bits where they sing, and I'm not usually a huge fan of that, but this was funny enough that I liked it. I I forgot about one thing that I wanted to recommend to you specifically because you like the soup. Um, uh, This is a a British light version of the soup. Uh, It's called Channel Hopping. With uh, John Richardson. Uh, it's where I found a, a YouTube video I sent you about the guy that loves his uh, tractor a little too much. Okay. Yeah. Channel hopping with John Richardson. It's very, very funny. I, I liked it. Uh, 6.5. The other thing we saw this week, Moon ba- Base 8, Episode 2, Fro. Uh... Yeah. Second episode of this new show we're watching. The episode is called Rats. Rook's video correspondence with his family leads to a serious case of homesickness. Meanwhile, Cap becomes obsessed with catching a prowler, and Skip comes up with some creative solutions to help the team suit up more efficiently. This was a very bittersweet and very funny episode. Okay. I like this. I like this much better than the pilot. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think the Christian fellow uh, that uh, we follow him most of this episode, we follow him and his kind of like journey. That was very, 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 very smart. I liked it. Uh, it's still not like laugh out uh, funny hold all the time but it is it is funny like I, I I find it more funny than I did last week and uh, I I just really like the story <laughs> of this like three doofuses that are, are stupid on 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 another level all of them right and uh the raccoon story was very sweet uh yeah like I, I said, I really like this episode. I like this episode. I think there was a couple part, like two parts maybe, where we actually laughed out loud in this episode. Where last episode right. we didn't really at all. It was more just chuckles, and there were a lot of chuckles in this too. But I realized this week what this show is missing, and it's an antagonist of any type. There's no bad well, guy. There's no bad guy in this show. Well. There was one bad guy this week. 
Well, I mean, I mean, like overall, like their right. their their goal is to get to the moon, right? But who's like the person opposing them, trying to stop them from getting to the moon? Right, 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 right. That's so true. that's really what the show is missing, and why it feels a little like uh, aimless is because it is aimless. Yeah. It's kind of like there is no point because um, there's no there's no fight. There's there's nothing for these guys to really fight against except for themselves. So that's kind of the antagonist is their own stupidity, and that only gets so far, I guess. Um, and that that's kind of what's missing from the show, but it's also from what makes the show unique. So it's a little like yeah. Catch Twenty Two. Yeah, uh, and I I just find the dynamic between those three guys very like believable as well. Like I I I believe that they. They they could be there. What like they're believable in their characters? What you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, definitely more than the football guy was, but he wasn't really an actor either. Right. Um, right. Then they killed him. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess I just thought maybe in this episode, in the first episode, at the very end, uh, we get a little bit of. Um, the home base shows up uh, to help them with the water, right? Uh, the people monitoring the situation. But in this episode, that didn't really happen. It was just them. So we didn't have this kind of authority figure uh, to f- that they're working against. In the first episode, they were like, oh, should we tell them that he died or should we not? So, like, the authority figure was uh, NASA, right? And that's who they were trying mm. to work against. This episode, we didn't really have that. And I guess that's what only thing that was lacking for me. So overall, I'm going to give it the same score I did last week, I think. 6.5. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess I liked it more at the time, but when I think back on it, I go, hmm, it was missing something. And that's what it was missing for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey... New week, new main topic. Uh, we have never had the same main topic more than once. Almost. <laughs> that that is that is a, a truth with a very 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 few expect uh, like what do you call it uh, expectations? No. No exceptions. Exceptions. There you have it. I've I've been talking too much Norwegian and I haven't slept that good this week. Uh, we are going to talk about Sky Quakers. <laughs> not it's not there's not like people making oats in the sky. That's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Just a bunch of breakfast oat old men in the sky with funny hats sky quakers it would be funny I, I was thinking of quakers the religion that's what I mean yeah well that guy yeah. who made the, the quaker oats guy he was a quaker well, he was really yeah. obviously yeah I I heard that cornflakes was made to make you not wanting to have sex so. I think there were a few cereals that that's the case for actually but uh, we're going to talk about Skyquakes. Oh, right. Is, uh, Main topic. I forgot what we were doing. Um, yes. Squike, <laughs> a Skyquake is a phenomenon where a loud cannon, trumpet, or sonic boom sound is reported to originate from the sky. The sound can produce shock waves that vibrate buildings 
in particular areas. Uh, it says here, hypothesis. Let's go there. The origin has not been positively identified. Some explanations, coronal mass ejections, meteors, gas escaping from vents in the Earth's surface, military aircraft. Uh, in some cases, they've been associated with earthquakes, though uh, not all the time, I guess. One speculation mm -hmm. is that they're sound pieces of continental shelf falling off into the Atlantic. Uh, underwater caves collapsing is another one. A possible resonance from solar or Earth's magnetic activity. Uh, volcanic eruptions. Avalanches. Distant thunder being forced on not... Uh, distant thunder being focused as it travels through the upper atmosphere. So these are some of the ideas of what a skyquake could be, I guess. Have you ever heard one? I don't think so. I mean, I've heard a sonic boom before, for sure. But I think I'm right. pretty sure I knew that was from a jet. Because yeah, I saw no, the jet I, in the sky. <laughs> I've, I've heard about that, that the, it has happened in Norway. Uh, and one of the things that I, they thought it was, was the cold... So when the warm and the cold like meet together, it's like like making like this noise, heat, heat and and cold together. Right. Okay. I mean. Yeah. I guess I could see that. Well, I don't really know how it would work, like technically, but okay. No. Yeah. Do you know when this happened in Norway, by any chance? Uh, no. But uh, I, I think I heard it like two, three years ago. Oh, you actually heard it? No, no, I heard about it two, three years ago. So okay. I haven't heard it, no. This this would happen in the north, north of Norway, because like I said, uh, what I think is thought it was, was like... in Nor uh, So we had the Gulf, the Gulf uh, Stream is right... Uh, underneath Norway, so let's think that it was a shift in the uh, like I understand it, uh, the stream of the Gulf course, so it went other way. So the cold was like getting no, the warm was getting up where it was very very cold, and it all of a sudden met hot and cold met, met together and kind of made it uh, made noise. Okay, well, I mean, I don't know if that really holds up for everywhere, because other places this has happened have been, like, Western Australia, Southern Australia, Victoria, uh, Florida, United States. Um, right. These places are not I places where... That, that, that was a thing that I talked about when when it happened. was one of the things they talked about. Right, I'm just saying, uh, right. for our investigation... That doesn't hold up as an explanation, right? Right. I agree. Right. Um, so actually, uh, let's go hear some of these. I've got a little compilation there. You see yeah. that? Okay. I do. All right. Uh, let's just play the whole thing and we can just kind of talk over the top of it. All right. Yep. And three, two, one. So this is in San Paolo, 
in the east zone. It's very dark. Could it be thunder here? Will you hear that? Yeah. What does it sound like? Sounds like a sonic boom. Sounds like a didgeridoo to me. Like a didgeridoo way off in the distance bouncing off a hill. Doesn't it? Yes. I, I, I can understand what you mean, yes. There's no wind and no rain and Well, there's a little wind. So... You can see the palm tree is moving yeah. a tiny, tiny bit, but not that. It's not like but super it, windy. Not much. Right. <laughs> it is cloudy, though. Yeah, with a chance of meatballs. Argentina. One thing I have noticed when I was researching this is a lot of this stuff seems to be uh, located... Or a lot of the sightings seem to be located in uh, South America. Paraguay. Uh, but that was lightning. Was yeah, but lightning? You, can, you can hear the noise. This one's not a very good one. Let's fast forward to 150 for him. Yep. This one's a lot louder, obviously. Wow. Okay, this one sounds like a UFO to me. Mm-hmm. Kind of sounds fake, to be honest. Yeah. They didn't label where this other, this one's from, for some reason. That definitely sounds like trumpets, like they were saying. Mm. Like maybe it's a uh, PewDiePie playing his new Alphorn. Right. It sounds like a kid who <laughs> learning to play the trumpet, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah, like definitely. some type of uh, brass wind instrument for sure. But uh, yeah, no. It, it, but it it it's it's strange that it has happened in so many countries. Uh, yeah. Like you said. Uh, all different places. Uh, let's see. I go back to here. Uh, names of this phenomenon. In Bangladesh, it's called the Barasol Guns. In France, it's called Bombs de Mer or Cannons de Mer. In Italy, it has like 20 like names. It's Bomba, Ramba, Boto, Bonita. Uh, in Japan, it's called Uminari. In the Netherlands and Belgium, it's called Zeep Uffers, Zed Uffers, Mist Uffers, a bunch of other different names. In Philippines and Iran, it's called Rotumbos. The United States, in Seneca Lake, it's called the Guns of Seneca. Uh, in the K Connecticut Valley, it's called the Modus Noises. Uh, Latin America and Spain, it's called Cielomoto. Uh, elsewhere, it can be called the fog guns, the water guns, or the mist palfers. So all over the world, yeah. these have been heard. And Japan means literally cries from the sea. Interesting. 
Uh, that kind of makes sense. If the, especially if yeah. they were hearing it when they were out fishing or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. I I would scare be scared to death if I heard a noise like that. Uh, one really kind of uh. One that people point to as a big one that they say, oh, look at this. This was definitely something happened here was the Bell Island boom. Uh, in 1978, there was a loud explosion on Bell Island, which caused damage to houses and electrical wiring in the surrounding area. Uh, two cup-shaped holes about two feet deep and three feet wide marked a major impact. A uh, number of TV sets in Lance Grove in the surrounding communities exploded at the time of the blast. Wow. It was initially thought to be ball lightning. Meteorologists stated atmospheric conditions at the time were not conductive for lightning, though. The incident was investigated by Los Alamos Scientific Laboratory in New Mexico. It is speculated that due to two men's place of work, they were investigating secret weapons test there. Um, the History Channel did, did a documentary about electro magnetic pulse weapons and they investigated this bell island boom uh but in april 23rd 19 or 2019 uh hundreds of people at bell island heard another loud bang it sounded like an explosion following the shaking that felt they that was felt as far as 10 miles away that caused an almost immediate determination to have been a massive section of rock breaking away from the northern part of the island okay which they were saying that uh, underwater caves collapsing could be one ex explanation for these things as well. Yeah, and uh, Bell Island, for people that no, don't know, for example, me, is just outside a, a, a Newfoundland. Which is in kind of the same area you were talking about, uh, Nor Norway, like in, you know, in the general area, uh, where <laughs> it, it was heard kind of in Norway. And... It, and also, uh, if it was a landmass or maybe even like a giant thing of ice falling off of like a ice cap of some type, and then oh, yeah. reverberating and in yeah, and that's what they're hearing the sound of. Uh, that's one ex explanation, I guess. Mm hmm. Uh, you found this uh, article in Arco weather that I found interesting. Uh, mysterious uh, skyquakes continues across the world with few answers to their origin. And this is from across July the 2019, by the way. Yeah. Okay. Across the world, the sky is quaking with mysterious explosive booms, leaving residents rattled and baffled experts trying to determine their origins. More than 64 different incidents involving loud and uh, unexplained booms worldwide have reported in 2017. Just in 2017? That is a lot of, uh, of cases. Yeah, just that year. Uh, and well, I'm assuming more in the past. I mean, we were just looking at some of them from uh, this year. Th those were the ones right. that we were looking at just now, so... Uh, the most recent skyquakes in the U.S. Uh, occurred near Daytona uh, Beach, Florida, on December 3rd, prompting nearby residents to search for answers on social media. Birmingham, Alabama uh, residents uh, experienced a, a similar uh, event last month, which local uh, media dubbed 
the Bama Boom. <laughs> ba Boom. Uh, the Bama Boom uh, occurred on Thursday, uh, November fourteenth, uh, around one thirty local time, according to Fox News. Uh, National National Weather Service official in Birmingham tweeted shortly after the boom was reported stating, Loud bloom heard. We're not seeing anything indicating large fire smoke on the radar or satellite. Nothing on the UGS indicating an earthquake. And some possible explanations for the loud boom could be lightning from thunderstorms, large meteor entering the atmosphere... Earthquakes, mining operations such as blasting, and supersonic aircraft. Uh, Supersonic aircraft would be a strong candidate as the cause, uh, Andrew said. Natural causes could be a meteor surviving entry into the atmosphere or particular exceptional lightning uh, given that a thunderstorm had occurred. Okay. Mm. But you would think, unless it was some type of secret aircraft, that the... If somebody was investigating this as a story they were covering for the news, the a thing you would do is you mm-hmm. would go and you would see what aircraft were flying over that day and if any of them were supersonic, and it would really be easy to confirm if it was a supersonic aircraft or not, unless it was some type of secret, uh, super secret aircraft, right? Is that what Queens means when they sing, I want to make a supersonic boy out of you? I don't remember that song, so okay. <laughs> don't get me now. I'm such a, having such a good time. I'm having a blast. Don't you remember it? <laughs> uh, weird. Uh, my mysterious uh, uh, brain sometimes. Uh, but yeah. So, this sky uh, quake phenomenon is mysterious, uh, and you can you can say that we don't have any explanation for this. Uh, well, if you go to the next article, uh, it's got a bu- like. If you scroll down, it says um, a few different like kind of ideas of what it could be. Uh, okay. It says, Sonic Booms, which we talked about. It's entirely mm-hmm. possible, uh, though not exactly sexy, they say. Earthquakes. Uh, <laughs> this one doesn't really make much sense. It is argued, though, that the occurrence of earthquakes could be blamed for the noises. UFOs. Uh, oh, boy, here we go. Uh, this is about to blow your mind. Uh, unfortunately, there... Uh, oh, it says here... I actually don't believe in the idea of USOs, although the origin of the phenomena, I love the theory on a personal level. It, it, I'll start by saying that UFO no cases actually believe this to be pre- pretty reasonable explanation for for this. Okay. Right. Uh, we still have no idea, though, what causes cr- uh, skyquakes. I've included many theories that include the origin of the phenomena, and there are many more. I strongly encourage you to look into... These, as there are not a lot, are there? There are a lot of scientific theories that are interesting. I'm avoiding some of those here just because uh, I'm not the best at explaining science, complex scientific things. Okay, so uh, what's interesting about this article is they kind of go back into where they think it started. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, in 2017 is what they're saying. Uh, this started on YouTube. Uh, or no, 2012. Uh, after... Remember on uh, YouTube when 2012 was like a big thing and everybody was talking about how the world was going to end, including people like Joe Rogan? I do remember that. We talked about it. Uh, a lot of people, that's kind of when this theory really started to go around the internet, is people were saying uh, that it was, uh, these noises are the are God telling us he's coming, he's coming, right? Right. And uh, if you want to see a documentary about that, see the movie 2012. Amazing movie. <laughs> but yeah, no, and I, Rational Vicky says that uh, YouTube pranksters have uh, experimentally a, a dubbed the sound from the original key video into copycat video claiming to record strange sky sounds in vis, uh, vi, various uh, countries and engaging the idea that the sound will being heard all over the world. Right. The initial vid- viral video originated in uh, Kiev, Ukraine, and featured a crowded city view accompanied by occasional deep metallic groans, like the ones we've heard. Uh, not much uh, ensues, and the news of the weird and tabloid in tabloid press outlets helpfully spread the idea, plus a crap load of hyperbole about the sound, uh, i.e. UFOs. Right. And uh, let's go to the Christian fundamentalists, because guess what, Luke? They also think this is uh, maybe uh, embracing reports, sound of evidence of the celestial trumpets for holding the Bible. Uh, to uh, hear how the second coming of Christ and the end of the world. Woohoo! The notion that some real traction on the internet, a notion that got some real traction on the internet, helped along by the comparison to the scene in Kevin Smith's, Smith's film Red State depicting apocalyptic trumpet sounds, the cause uh, and caused no small degree of agitation on Christian message boards among those convinced it was truly. Uh, convinced the end was truly near. Uh, Other conspiracy theorists were convinced the sounds were part of Project Bluebeam's plans to subjugate the populace using harp technology to saturate the ionosphere with mind-numbing sonic waves, which we've talked about both Project Bluebeam and harp in the past. Mm Mm-hmm. So... This is a uh, Houston conspiracy theory. It has maybe uh, originally some very scientific things behind it. We have no clue. So I'm going to ask you, where does this land on the crazy scale look? One thing I want to read first. Uh, the next time you hear any exterior sound that you can't immediately identify, think that this and think that this can't possibly be natural human, man-made, or harmless, this must be blank. blank. Uh, fill in the blank here, Fro. The return of Jesus, the work of Satan, mm-hmm. an insidious government conspiracy, the beginning of a new world order, a message from <laughs> aliens, uh, a test run of Project Bloombeam, or uh, a mind-controlling uh, attempt by Harp. Uh, but it also could be a giant monster, like in the movies. 
I think it's that al- alligator we saw a picture of. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah, look, where does this land on the crazy scale for you? I mean, there's a, d- a couple problems I have with this uh, rational wiki. Is they're saying it all started with this 2012 video uh, and that p- these internet pranksters just put the, sa- the same sound that was in this Kiev video, put it yeah, over no. the top of other, like video put the sound over it and then put it out as like oh this is it's all just a big hoax on youtube but then we're seeing all these other articles from places that are like no this is actually Mm -hmm. happening all over the world in 2019 uh so it makes you go is everybody lying about it because they were all convinced by it in 2012 and it's like a mass delusion right or is something really happening here um and that makes it interesting enough to me. I think when you add in that some people believe it's like foretelling the end of times, uh, that bumps it up a notch for me. I don't know about you. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, so I'm going to have to go an eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, I don't think this is as crazy as you think it is on the crazy scale I think it's probably has a logical explanation we just don't know what it is I agree that since it's used by conspiracy theorists like Alex Jones and people like that that bumps it a lot of up Uh, but I'm going to give it a seven and a half I think one of the funniest things is that one ex explanation for this is supersonic aircraft and the only way that that could be an explanation is that there are some secret aircraft out there that the government is hiding from us so that doesn't make it a great explanation to try to explain to conspiracy theorists uh, movies uh, movie theaters are re-engrenotiating a decade-old arrangement with studios to ensure their survival yeah, that's right. Another s- sign pointing toward where Hollywood is headed. Universal Pictures has agreed to a deal with Cinemark. We have talked. We talked months ago about the Universal picture with AMC. If you remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cinemark is the second biggest movie theater chain in the U.S. Uh, to dr- uh, they've made a deal to dr- dr- drastically, sorry, shorten the time a film plays exclusively in theaters before it can be then watched at home. The deal comes four months after Universal struck a similar deal with AMC, like I just said. The agreement on all Universal films will play in Cinemark theaters for a minimum of 17 days before the studio has the option to release them on digital rentals. After 17 days of the film's shelf life in theaters, it is it will be available on demand. Uh, this that will is de- so short! This could depend on the opening weekend box office totals, it says. So if it does yeah. really, really, really well, they're going to be like, but guess what? Uh, In-theater box office totals are never going to be that great right now. <laughs> right. Uh, the revenue-dependent deal is called dynamic windowing and is a system observers think it will become an industry standard soon. So. Yeah, and people are, like, like I said, uh, last week, people are stupid if if they think that uh, when the corona thing is all over that the movie business will go back to normal. We have so many movies that got cancelled this year that there are absolutely no space for them next year. 
because everybody has moved them to next year. So movies that was going to be uh, the next year needs to be moved another year. And so it goes like this, uh, uh, like wave of movies that, that will never ever come out. And this is what they're doing. They're shortening the time so they can give it out digitally. We have we will have movies galore when the coronavirus is over. Uh, but they'll all be these movies that are so like a year old that everybody that's in them yeah. really looks like a different person and like yeah. Yep. Some of the some of the movies New will movies. come out and it'll be like this person's been canceled for being a racist, so they we have to completely yeah. cut the character from the film and it just the in editing it <laughs> destroys everything. That's gonna happen for sure. Uh, it says here, for decades, Hollywood films had stayed in theaters for 75 to 90 days. Uh, it says here, though, now, if a film makes more than $50 million in its opening weekend, it must remain in the theaters for 31 days. So an additional, uh, two additional weekends, if it makes $50 million. Right. That's what we were talking about. Uh, but right. but uh, if it makes less than that, Universal can pull it from theaters, making it available digitally. But then Cinemark will f receive a cut of digital rentals of sales. Right. So even when it goes to digital, Cinemark or the th movie theater companies are going to get a cut of the rental uh, market. That's how they're going to try to save the theaters, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that is definitely going to work. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really make. Yeah, the theaters will be saved, but they won't. They'll just be sitting there, these big bu empty buildings that are making money <laughs> off of Amazon Prime, right? That, that's exactly what is going to happen. Like, it's, the movie theater business will be like, uh, we don't really need the audience to come. Right. We can live. We're making money yeah. already without having to deal with making... people being here or having to hire employees or right. anything. Right. <laughs> There's going to be more cinemas opening because of it. <laughs> movies! Are you ready to talk it about it? Let's talk about movies. Uh, I've seen Death December uh, this uh, week. Look. It's uh, 24 short films in one film kind of film. Uh, what do you call that? Anthology movie? Uh, well, it's sure. Like, I guess so. Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it wasn't that great. Uh, it was kind of... Uh, it was like... Uh, it was okay, but it wasn't like super interesting. But... Uh, I have missed some horror. Some some of them was very very good, and some of them were very bad. Uh, but I will give it a five point five. I think it wasn't anything special. Oh okay, so it's like a collection of short films in one film. Yeah, and then it yeah. probably has like a, a narrator all, that all kind of like... a narrator that kind of introduces no. each. Okay. So every time a movie comes, there's a new, like, uh, you, have you ever seen, a, like, a Christmas calendar? Sure. With chocolate in, inside of it? Yeah. So uh, you open one, uh, what do you call it, like, uh, one chocolate thing, and you, like, you, do you call it, like, window? 
chocolate window or something. Sure. Well, Not you, you open one and then you go into one, then one ends, then you go into two, then two ends, two, then you go into three. Right. So everything has to do with Christmas, of course. All right, I saw A Call to Spy, which came out when? In October. Okay. Um, about uh, the British uh, the British during World War II uh, sending female spies into France during the time when the Nazis were... It, right before they actually took over, but like during the time when they're slowly starting to take over France. It's about these... British, female British spies who were there, um, uh, kind of sending, uh, sending info back to the UK from France to let them know, oh, uh, this is what's happening. You know, it was, this is based like right before America got into World War II, right? Mm. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, a few good action scenes. Um, not very, like it's PG-13. So even when somebody does get shot, there's no blood or they cut away right as like the gunshot happens, you know, and then you see the person's reaction instead of seeing them actually get shot. So if you, mm -hmm. if you don't like blood, but you want to see a war movie, this is pretty good. Um, uh, based off a true story. So very interesting there. Cinematography is good. The acting is good. Overall, I gave it a eight. Eight. Okay. Uh, I've seen a disaster movie this week, uh, Luke, with uh, Gerard, <laughs> because that's how how you, you pronounce his first name, Gerard Butler. Uh, it's called Amazingly Greenland, and believe it or not, it has a hundred percent of Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, the audience score is not the same, but okay. ninety percent of Google users liked it. So, uh, guess what? I didn't uh, very much like this. This was very generic. Generic. It uh, very reminded me of two thousand and twelve. If you ever saw that disaster movie, talking oh, about two thousand and twelve, yeah, sure. a, a long time ago. Yes. But yes. Yes. Uh, it's like every other disaster movie. I don't understand why this is, has gotten so good scores. It has gotten a 6.3 on IMDb. I'm more there, uh, but I will give it a 5.5. 5. All right. Uh, let's watch a movie trailer. Uh, something that came out, it seems like, a, a week too late. Or two weeks too late, maybe, but freaky. That's me, Millie. Ah, okay. I like her. Until the night... Black Vince Vaughn as well. Oh Vince Vaughn and Catherine Newton. Okay. Freaky. Yeah. Right? Oh, oh freaky. it's Freaky Good Friday. Night. Yeah. It's me. It's Millie. Just with a. It's she turns into a man instead of a, her mom. Right. Well, a killer. Right, and it's a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, this looks uh, really you know bad. This is the same director that made that uh, uh, Happy Death Day to you. Yeah, that, it looks the same. 
I love Happy Death Day to you. <laughs> yeah, this doesn't like look as good as that though. I can't wait to kill you. We'll see. I like I like being swan. Okay. <laughs> so look, uh, what is this, this Oscar-nominated movie all about? 17-year-old Millie Kessler spends her days trying to survive high school and the cruel actions of the popular crowd, but when she becomes the latest target of The Butcher, the town's infamous serial killer, her senior year becomes the least of her worries when The Butcher's mystical dagger causes him to him and Millie to magically switch bodies then frightened te then the frightened teen learns she has 24 hours to get her identity back before she looks like a middle-aged maniac forever okay it seemed like the trailer kind of spoiled the movie just now yeah because we saw the ending fight scene didn't we Shh. okay <laughs> <laughs> 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. Pretty good scores. 90% uh, yeah. Google user liked it. Uh, talking about Google, that is where I find my reviews when I find them. Okay. Uh, Gloria Segura gave it 5 stars. If entertainment is your aim, this film does not uh, disappoint. Expect to squirm in your seat. Bloomhouse, make sure of that. Squirm in a good way, though. Vince Vaughn was terrific. Uh, then we have a two-star from Chandelier Stevenson. While the idea was fresh, this movie f uh, f falls flat. There were comedic comedies that hit the wall, but far more that were even already given away in the trailer. Or mind-blowing, she's in a bad way. The dialogue in the movie was very poorly written. None of the characters were fleshed out, and the pacing was awkward in a couple of parts. All right, I went to the Facebook. Uh, Matt Jones says, uh, Fun movie saw last night. Vince is in his element playing a serial killer, as is Catherine. Good mix of laughs and gruesome kills. Uh, but a lot of people, not one, but many, many, many people saying the same thing about this, uh, C Celeste Hall says, why isn't this movie available online? All theaters are closed and you guys are losing money from people who can't go see it because we're part of two, uh, we're in part two of lockdown. All the new movies have become available to stream on demand. Get, get with the times with a big exclamation point. Another person saying, will this have a rental online? I really don't want to have to go out and see this and be around a bunch of people. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the new world. Nicole Norman says, you really wouldn't put it out on digital too, huh? It's not going to make much in just theaters right now, given the COVID pandemic. <laughs> Many people complaining about this film. Well, I think people will... Uh complain of the uh, title of the next movie that also came out this week, because I read it as Echo Boomers. <laughs> I was thinking, like, what kind of boomers are, are Echo Boomers? Are, are they the boomers, like, 
that's standing behind another boomer and saying like you saying I'm what they say every time yeah that's what it yes. is yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway uh sorry <laughs> made me laugh uh 5.4 on 9 the b uh out of 10 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 37 on Metacritic. Dissolution Thieves breaks into the home of the wealthiest people in Chicago. Alex Five. Oh, Patrick Schwarzenegger is saying this. Ooh. Hooray! Yay! I like Michael Shannon. That's good. Yeah, I like Michael Shannon as well. Uh, the Climb. <laughs> Uh, came out last weekend. Uh, I think this was supposed to come out months ago. Uh, Kyle and Mike are best friends yes. who, who share a close bond until Mike sleeps with Kyle's fiance, a tumultuous but endearing relationship between the two men across many years of laughter, heartbreak, and rage. It's also the story of real-life best friends who turn their profound connection into a rich, humane, and frequently uproarious film about the boundaries in all close friendships. Uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7, point, 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 82% on Metacritic, uh, starring Michael Angelo Covino, Gail Rankin, and Kyle Marvin. Cool. Uh, Come Away uh, has 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. 43% of Metacritic, 8 or a year old Alice and her mischievous brother Peter journey to London to sell treasured Harlem. Returning home, Alice seeks temperature refuge in a wondrous rabbit hole while Peter enters a magical realm as a leader of the Lost Boys. This is directed by Brenda Chapman. Has someone that I don't know, uh, Angelina Jolie, never heard of her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> David, David Oshlan, Lucia Khan, James Spring, Steve Richards. Yeah. Uh, Dreamland. Okay. A teen bounty hunter is torn between helping or capturing a seductive fugitive bank robber hiding in his small town during the Great Depression. Uh, 5.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, 55% on Metacritic, uh, starring Margot Robbie, Finn Cole, Travis Fimmel? Fimmel. Uh, the movie that I want to see uh, most of all these movies, because I just saw who it was with. Yeetsu! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god. Oh, this the storyline of this. Okay, every sixth year, an Asian uh, order of jiu-jitsu fighters joins forces to battle, <laughs> battle <laughs> a vicious race of alien invaders. <laughs> oh my god. But when celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. <laughs> Uh, directed by Dimitri, oh Jesus Christ, Logo Timitis. Uh, but it has Nicolas Cage in it. I have to see this. That sounds like a movie for sure. It sounds <laughs> very much like a ripoff of uh, Mortal Kombat, right? Yeah. The concept of Mortal Kombat. Like a... <laughs> it 
this is like the exact plot for Mortal Kombat. Were oh the the bad guys were kind of aliens because they came from like another was, dim- yeah. they came from another dimension though not like outer dimension. space right yeah. yeah kind of the same uh Am- ammonite uh acclaimed paleontologist Mary Anning works alone selling common fossils to tourists to support her ailing mother but a chance job offers change in her life when a visitor hires her to care for his wife and the women forge a bond. Uh, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% on Metacritic, starring Serios Ronan, uh, Kate Winslet, uh, Alex Sekuranu. Sure. Sure. Uh, Chic fight when Anna joins an all-female underground fight club to turn her mess of uh, life around, she soon, she soon discovers she has more personal connected to the, her history of the club than she ever could imagine. Uh, 3.9 of, out of 10 on IDB, 35% on Rotten Tomatoes, 39% on Metacritic, uh, directed by Paul Lyston. Uh, Bella Thorne is in this. Uh, I like her. Kevin Nash is in this. <laughs> of course. And, uh, yes, and Alex Baldwin. Uh, yes, and, and Malin Ackerman, uh, I think, is like the main character, probably, it looks like. Yeah, but uh, you, you can never say Kevin Nash uh, uh, name without saying it just like that. Yeah, I'm surprised to see him in this. I, don't, I wonder, let's see. I mean, he was in, what, uh... Ninja Turtles 2, I believe? Two. <laughs> yes, back to the rescue, yes. Oh, he was in Magic Mike. That was one of the last movies he was in, okay. Okay, I I, I definitely want to see Jiu-Jitsu. I am definitely going to download that and tell you all about it next week. Uh, that is my pick of the week, because that sounds like the most horrendous movie I have ever heard of. Uh, yeah, I think I want to see that one. I think Freaky and Chick Fight look entertaining, but I think I'm going to go with you and yeah. see the one that looks absolutely ridiculous. Uh, it Yeah, I would guarantee you that this is going to end up being uh, some type of riff track in the future. Hey, talking about that, are we in, in the end of the month yet? Is this the next to last show of the month? Uh, no, because next week... Is still November, so next week is the last show of the month. Yeah, so you need to give me a movie for October. No, November, sorry. All right, I'll, I'll get it to you this week sometime then, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, 12 months of help. We will tell you, tell you that uh, next week. Uh, plugs, audibletrial.com slash another digital system. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Obama just came out with his audio audiography, and it is actually uh, read in by Obama. I have started on it. I haven't come in, came far because I think it came out yesterday or yeah, today. Or the, or the day before. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So I haven't come far, but uh, yeah, you can get that it's pretty long. I think it's 23 hours or something. Coming next week, news of the week. Uh, Moonbase 8, ep- Moon 8, Episode 3. 
mm-hmm. that should be interesting. We'll see if they actually like kind of move on with a storyline. I think what it's going to be, the show is going to be more like every episode is uh, an episode is like a piece onto itself. It's not going to be like a running yeah. thing. Um, yeah, and, yeah right. We just need well. to get used to that because all the shows we've been watching together recently <laughs> have been storyline based. So mm-hmm. another digital review of Embattled. Uh, Hmm. It sounds I like something. Has to... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I think it has to do with toad fighting. It's, it sounds like something to do with mental health embattled, right? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we're gonna cover the main topic, Nexium, from. Yeah, I am really looking forward to that. I know a lot about it. Uh, audience, share, check out the very, very good documentary, The Wow. Yeah, I gotta watch the vow this week. I've heard a lot of good things about it recently as well. Yeah, Uh, and there's a lot of information in there, but I wonder if they have like the most recent stuff in there. Probably not about him getting like actually getting charged and everything that we covered on the news what two weeks ago. So Uh, they they do okay, cool. Uh, Because yeah, it's still is it over now or is it still running the vow? No, it's It's over now. Okay. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about next week. Jeremy Round, Fro? Uh, yeah, uh, I also cried on a Friday. Why? Because Unus Anus is the dumb. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I watched yeah. the live, well I watched part of the live, it was a 12 hour live stream, so I didn't sit, sit there right. the whole time, but I watched the last two hours of it, um... And that was very... There was a lot of sad stuff in there uh, as far as them going away. But it's not like they're totally going away. They still have their own channels to watch. We can watch. But it's... The whole experiment was pretty cool, I think, don't you? Of having a channel that, um, you know, they made just to have it last for a year. And I I don't think they ever expected it to get as big as it did, right? No. Oh, definitely not. But then to follow with through follow through with actually getting rid of it. I think that it takes a lot of commitment. So you got to give it out, give it, give it to them. And I mean, mm-hmm. I watched every one of the videos pretty much, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. There might've been a I few. I skipped. Did. Yeah. Did you get to see any of the live stream before it got taken down? Yeah, I saw, I saw, uh, approximately the four first hours. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to say, uh, if you were around, we could have watched a little bit of it together, but I, that was probably when I was working because I didn't come until like the last few, like bunch of hours. I think I watched like the first 30 minutes, went out and worked and then came back and watched the, like on and off, watched a few bits, but most of it uh, was just them kind of, um, doing like almost commentary over, over the videos that they had made over the year, you know, which is interesting to watch, but not that engaging. Um, let's see. Oh, at the end, he got, he got a tattoo. That was probably the most interesting part. Uh, yeah, that, that was really cute. Right. Um, SpaceX. SpaceX. Oh, yeah, that happened. They made yeah. a big deal out of it. Yeah. Um, but then it got canceled, and then is it on again, or did it happen now? It has happened. It happened yeah. yesterday. Okay. Yeah, like, I, I understand. Yeah, uh... I just knew it got canceled, and then I hadn't followed it after that. Like, it got canceled oh, for okay. weather or something, like, last week, and then they had to reschedule it. Um, yeah. Oh, the 
There's a new kind of hot one show on First We Feast. Did you see this burger show? uh, Sorry? It's like a burger show? Yes, with H3. H3. Well, at least the first episode. I assume that every episode is going to be kind of like... Because I think this is going to be a running show, uh, like the hottest burger, or maybe they're going to do a hot, hottest <laughs> type of food for each thing. I I really enjoy uh, watching people eat spicy things. So I'm not a huge fan of hot ones, but mostly because I don't like the interview segment. But I think right. uh, as long as it's somebody entertaining, it can be funny to watch them uh, eat hot stuff. This was just... I think it was a lot more entertaining, a lot more compact. It wasn't a thirty-minute thing. It was what ten minutes or something like that. So, but uh, let's talk about the train wreck that was episode eight or whatever it was of Frenemies. Holy fuck! What the train wreck? Well, at least they pointed out. Are you talking about the one from yesterday? Yeah. Or at least they pointed out, like, multiple times during it that this is the worst podcast they've ever done. <laughs> this was not even a podcast 100%. Like, I've made complaints about H3 not really right. actually being a podcast. It's more of, like, a TV it show. It was definitely not a podcast. You could never listen to this on just an audio, <laughs> in audio no. format. It, there'd be no content, because most of it is just them eating. It was an eating, eating show, right? Yeah. So yeah, this episode was not even a podcast. It's you can't even almost call you can't call it a podcast. It was and so unpodcast. It was bad. <laughs> it was shit. It was definitely their worst episode so far. Uh yeah, we, I'm gonna. We didn't point out he got he he had to cancel his shows last week because he thought he had COVID right. or him and Elo thought they had right. COVID right, and then they they. What they did, Fro, is they canceled the show for last week and then did it did the show that they were going to do last week this week, right? We've tried mm-hmm. to do that before ourselves, Fro. Does it work? Nope. It never works. We've learned from that mistake, never. and we wait multiple weeks after to do redo it because if you right invest it or you uh, get in your mind, okay, this is what I'm going to do this week, and then you wait a whole week yeah. to do it, all that stuff of like oh, I'm totally ready, gets lost over the week. Yeah. And yeah. I think maybe you know, that had to do with why it was such a bad episode. We we did it. We did it once, and it totally did not work. And it was just like, it, it felt, it's one of the worst shows uh, we have ever done for us. It definitely was one of the worst. I don't even and, remember yeah. what topic it was at all, but yeah, I Me do remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, let's see. Oh, I almost didn't get the, uh, I almost didn't get the news out to you yesterday because I didn't have any power. Uh, so it's that time of year, Fro, and everybody out there listening, if the show comes out late or like a, uh, in the next few months, uh, we'll tell you, but it could be because I don't have power. I live like out in the boondocks. I live in the middle of nowhere. Uh, so occasionally in the winter I lose power and then... We really just can't do anything about that, right? No. XQC is banned from Twitter, it seems. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Twitter's been on kind of a banning rampage, but then uh, well, yeah. there's been a few left-wing media outlets, uh, especially around the Biden thing, uh, that have been banned off Twitter and then recently have gotten their... Uh, gotten back on uh, for whatever reason they got their thing revoked so it could happen the same with this person 
Yeah, I mean he's the one. He's one of the biggest Twitchers, so it's very big news, I guess. Yeah, they made a bunch of big uh, changes to Twitter this week uh, that people are really not happy about. They have like stories on there now, kind of like how Instagram has mm-hmm. stories, and they you know, or like Facebook has them, I think now too. Uh, and people are really not happy about it, um, just because it it kind of just taking away from how the platform is and trying to make it like every other social media platform, I think. Uh, what about Pokemon cards, Fro? Are people going just completely oh, crazy for uh, Pokemon cards? What is happening in the world? <laughs> what is this? Why why is it such a big thing now? All like It wasn't even all of a sudden. Like, oh, slowly over the last few months, it was like, okay, there's a few people talking about it, few people here opening card packs I on Twitch. Paul Brothers... It was Logan Paul or one of the other Paul's brothers that did it on their show. They bought a lot of, like, rare Pokemon cards, and they opened it on stream. I didn't watch that episode because I don't give two flying fucks. No, I don't watch that show. I never watch that show. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I watch it sometimes. But, uh, (laughs) and uh, that is why it all of a sudden became so big. And they then they did an Xbox episode on it because like the the economy of the Pokemon cards can't be true. Oh, so weird. Uh, yeah, there's a an interesting video by Jarvis Johnson that came out yesterday. Yes, about uh. The guy, I think they call him, what, Jake Paul's Pokemon dealer? Like, he's some kind of drug mm-hmm. dealer, <laughs> except Pokemon cards? No, I just think it's interesting. I've heard a lot of, more about, from other people, about the whole idea of inflation, in, inflating the card's prices due to the fact that everybody's so interested in it right now. And then there's all these other people that are buying new packs to get these rare current, like, new rares that are in, like, 2020 packs. But... And they think that that's like investing in in something, so that in whatever twenty years time, it's going to be as w- worth as much as you know a Charizard from the '90s would be now. You know what I'm saying? But that's not just not because Pokemon's not going to be popular as it is now in 25 years. You know what I'm saying? No, no, no. I, I just think the whole thing is kind of a scam, and I feel bad for certain people that are maybe getting scammed because they think that oh, if I get these one card, I'm, I'm going to be set. You know what I mean? Uh, do you know what I have seen enormously much episodes of and didn't talk about it in the TV round because it's from 1952? What? What's my line? Like whose line, but from the 50s, right? No! Okay. What's my line? I don't know what it is So this is where... It, so I also thought it was whose line, but just like from the fifties, right? So there, this is a panel show from nineteen fifty-two and upwards. Like they have uh, guests uh, on, and they are going to guess what their line of work is. Oh, okay. And it has like it has like it's it's the longest running quiz show on TV, and I have I've never heard of it before this week, <laughs> but I have seen tremendously many episodes of that. Uh, uh, Walt Disney is on one, but one of the most funny episodes 
Because they have normal people coming up, and then they have a round with celebrities. And uh, one time, they had a normal round, and coming up was Colonel Sanders from KFC. Right, okay. From Tucky Fudge Chicken. And they didn't didn't need to... uh, Nobody knew who he was, but because he wasn't famous yet, and that was so weird to see. <laughs> that is, oh yeah, because it was in the fifties. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was actual Colonel Sanders, like the actual, yes. the actual person, yes. right? Not yes. like an, a lot, like a mascot guy, right? Okay, cool. No, 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 no. That's super yeah, interesting. No, uh, it, it is super. I will send you that episode. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I had very much fun fun with that. Uh, yeah, now I want some fried chicken, fro. Uh, that sounds delicious. Yeah. Chicken Sammy. Mm. Um, mm, KFC. Uh, I think that was everything. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go get some Popeyes, I guess. Even though there's not a Popeyes <laughs> anywhere near me for about three or five hundred miles, but that's fine. You can sing Pop- uh, the Sailor Man's uh, song. I can teach you that. I'm going to uh, door dash it from, like, 300 miles away. I wonder how much that would cost. <laughs> Uber Eats. Right. <laughs> Most expensive no. shit in the yeah, world. Yeah, they would never do it, but it would be hilarious. Uh, that would be funny. Okay, uh, from Norway, my name is Fro. From the U.S., my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.